Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. In the show this week, we have Adam Smith, who, when he's not a familiar face behind the bar at the pilot field, he's the chair of the Hastings Independent Sports Club. Also coming up, we have the great honour of Hastings captain Rebecca Ralph, talking about her career and how it is shaping up in the women's squad. But first, George Gasson on the recent away day to Morton and Tiptree. The great George Gasson uh, was at Morton and Tiptree away. We managed to squeeze a 1-0 result. Uh, thoughts from the game, George? Well, we were the better side. I think we were probably would be favourites going into a game like that. As we know from your previous interview, Morton and Tiptree have had a lot of changes for their team. We've added to ours. We were the better side. We deserved the win. Slightly controversial goal from, the, from TC. For those who don't know, that's Tom Chalmers. That's Tom Chalmers indeed. Yeah, he's um, he's gone right on the byline. Yeah. And uh, he's headed the ball. It's looped, it's looped over the keeper, backspine into the net. Oh, great and stuff. The Morden, ke- Morden keeper seemed to think that the ball had already gone out before DC had headed it. But, um, oh, knows, that's a shame. VAR, <laughs> so, yeah, we'd have loved to have checked that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's really, really good. So we we look we look strong. Yeah, PC an absolute star again. Guy went had an injury at the back, but um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Any any right, I haven't heard I haven't heard anything from anyone about it being a serious one. Did it just look like a little niggle or something more serious? Just like yeah, just like a knock. I don't think I didn't look serious to me. He's quite a tough character. Yeah, I expect him to be back soon. Hopefully, him and him and Stoney obviously being nah, great you know, partnership at the back. Great partnership, quite important to us. So obviously he'll be hoping hoping he can play on Saturday. Look, yeah, looking at the team sheet, I saw it, it had a try list. Any words about about who that was for those who weren't at the game? A young man called uh, Raheem Sterling Parker played for us as uh, as a try list. Yeah, was, he, he looked lively. I think. It looks like it'll give us something a little bit different. We've got sort of three, we've got David, Ben Pipe and Lloyd Dawes up, up top who are quite narrow in their natural play. So I think perhaps we're just looking at him to see, look at a player who'll give us that natural width mm. higher up the pitch. So he's got a bit of pace uh, on him, yeah? Yeah, he looked lively. Yeah, a bit of pace on him. Wants to attack, wants to get people involved. It's all about, you know, like we mentioned before with players, it's, it's about them being a fit, sort of trust. Trust Aggie too. Yes, trust in Aggie. Players that'll be a right fit. Yes. And here's the segment with Adam Smith. For all those that are regulars at Hastings, you'll know Adam from the Pilotfield Bar, where he's worked to the bone under close observation from his wife Sam, who is the Bar Supremo Commander in Chief. Just to get started, Adam. Now that we, um, I've just introduced you badly. What? I like it. Well, just to get started, fella. We, we, you know, for most of us know you obviously from the the supporters club and bits and pieces. But the, for the people out there that don't know you, what's what's your relationship with the club? I started going to Hastings United purely just because Sam worked there, and it started off with just her in the social club. So I sort of observed the Hastings games from afar, so I sort of knew what was going on, but didn't have a massive to do with the club. Yeah. And it was a bit odd for me because back when I was growing up, I used to be a huge Samco slash Savannah for all their guys. It used to be a massive fan of them. Yeah. Which isn't particularly what you do in Hastings and you don't particularly like from the Hastings fans to the Savannah fans. There was a lot of rivalry back in the day. When Savannah folded back in 2002, 2003, somewhere like that, mm. I sort of stopped going to any non-league football and forgot how much I loved it. And then when Sam took over the pilot bar and I actually started going in the ground, actually going out watching the game, yeah. I'd love for non-league football come back again. And it sort of coincided at a time when Arsenal, my Premier League team, weren't doing so well. And this really filled the void of the football And it was after the end of the first season I watched, so a couple of seasons ago, mm. At the end of season awards, I sort of put a little bit on Facebook afterwards of how it's easy to forget your non-league roots oh, and course, the yeah. things that you love, and to just go to the, the your local team that's down the road. It's always within a few miles, quite often walking distance, and it's way better than going to watch any league football. Oh, a hundred percent. It's just really nice to sort of be back in with it, and then just my my love grew with Hastings as. As I started to do a bit more with Sam behind the bar, mm. started interacting with the fans, started interacting 
arguing with the players. Naturally, because of all the noise behind the goal, I ended up behind the goal with all the noisy lot. That's, <laughs> that's where the noise comes from. That's the passion. Yeah. And that's what I always, as a kid watching St. Leonard's, I always admired the people behind the goal making all the noise. Yeah. I was just sort of standing on the halfway line with my dad. My love for the club was where it started in such a short time. I just realised actually, you know, that this is fantastic. This is on our doorstep. This is real. The, the, you can see the passion. You can, um, you, you're part of something. You're not just a, that you, you just, you know, they just want your money for a shirt, uh, you know, because you're just a brand name. You know, they're just a brand name. And that actually, they're out there, the passion, you see it from all the players, that the, everyone's so approachable. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's just great, mate. Just for people that don't know, how long have you been involved with the Independent Sports Club? Yeah, definitely, it's definitely a United message. It, it's almost like there's no idea that we come up with is a bad idea. Everything mm. is good. Mm. And often in our little chat, someone has an idea. And then, you know, two or three minutes later, we've got a really good idea from where it stemmed from and a few other ideas to go with it. And everyone has the positive energy that, that this club seems to be exuding at the moment. And it's really helping us as well. Um, about with the money that we've got, obviously... We know because we, we chat, we're both on the committee, but like people might be listening to this aren't. So, it, I mean, is there anything planned, you know, with the with the money that we've, with the, the great take up of um, membership this year, is there anything we've got planned for that money uh, to go um, either towards something for the supporters during this season or towards the club? Well, probably should start with last season, the money we raised from the members and the kind of functions of we approached the club and said, right, what do you want us to do with this money we've raised? We've raised it to help the club. Have you got any ideas? And one of the first ideas that Billy came up with was, well, we need a new board outside the ground advertising the next fixture. So he's like, if you could fund that, then that would be brilliant. It's, it helps the club out because, unfortunately, it blew down with the strong winds back in March, April, whenever it was. Yeah. So we can put some money towards that. We'll have our little name in the corner. And it's something that every time someone looks what fixture Hastings have, they see us on there as well. So that was the first thing that we thought, right, let's get that done with the money. And then moving on to this season, we were tasked from the club, firstly, to raise awareness of the women's football that started yeah. this season. So that will be, be raising awareness, not necessarily with money throughout the year, but that will be something that comes at the end of the year when we've got a lot of cash or whatever, there'll be something to help the women's football for next season. But there's a few little things that we, we're trying to do throughout the year. And one of them that we come up with the other day was we need a new flag because mm. the club has been good enough to change our badge. Our flag is now out of date after one season. 
<laughs> which is all cool. We, we don't mind that. We yeah. don't design and things like that. But we thought, right, well, we're going to design a flag. But we had an idea that why not get all the kids that go to the football, they all turn up with their families, they all want to be part of it, they're all on the sideline cheering. Let's run a little competition so they can design their own flag. Yeah, we and- will have a look through, we'll have a little vote. We're not sure how we're going to do the vote, probably put them online or something like that. And then with our money that we've raised from this season, we'll actually get the flag made. So oh. it'll be proudly hung behind the goal, home yeah. and away. Excellent. And I mean, that, that competition, is that going to be starting up in the next few weeks? What we're going to do, we're going to have all the details for that finalised so we can get it for people in time for the first league game. Oh, great stuff. So that gives us, yeah, uh, yeah two weeks a day is the first league game. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. nice. And um, I know we were talking about trying to get some posters up as well. I mean, we, we, we're giving that information out now on on this, but I know that you, we were saying we we're going to get it out on social media, and hopefully we're going to have a, a few posters up to remind people. Maybe, we'll maybe definitely get some posters. Yeah. around the ground. Yeah, maybe we can get Shani on the <laughs> telling all the kids they need to do the uh, to d- draw the pictures. She's good at she's good at um, pestering people into doing stuff. So um, I'm sure they do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, no, I mean, that is the fortunate position we're in. Mm. With, because we've had such a good take up on membership, we have got some money that we can put forward and actually get things in action early. So, like the flag and things like that, we can we can make it happen straight away. We don't have to wait, oh, we need another few members and then we can afford it. We can get going straight away. For people that haven't signed up yet, what what what, yeah. what offers have we got on? Like, if 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 I was to sign up now as a, a member, what would I expect to get in return for my ten pounds? Right. So straight away on a match day, when we're at home, there's going to be offers on all the food and drink outlets. So in the tea bar, you've got teas and coffees for a pound. They've now increased in price. Yeah. So for our members, the price is being held from last season. Okay. Uh, into the food outlet. This is all for only £10. All for £10. You know, if you come into the ground, have something to eat, have a drink, and then travel to the next away game, you've got your money back. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's excellent value. You know, I mean, we've done well there. That's it, almost sounds too cheap, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe we should put it up. <laughs> I mean, from from a point of view of the podcast, uh, any any um, offers that are updated, I'll I'll mention on on this again, and I'll, I'll drag you in again. Actually, if there's anything that does come up in terms of uh, we want to push the membership because um, it's a, it's just a fantastic it's fantastic value, and it goes back towards the club. You know, it's none of it's none of it's going towards us. It's going towards the supporters and the club. It's all win win. Yeah, that's it. We're, we're all doing this for the love of the club. You know, we we, we don't take anything from it other than the joy that we get going to the football. Yeah. So every £10, every bit of money that comes in with all the events that we do straight back to Hastings United. No, it's, it's, it's great stuff. Putting you on the spot here a little bit, Adam, because I don't prep you. But have have you got any future plans for the Supporters Club? Is there any sort of avenues that you think we should go? Just your thoughts, really, about the future plans for the Supporters Club. Is there any direction you, you think might be good to go in? It's put me on the spot. It's a funny one, because we've had such a... I mean, we've got the double, double amount of members this season that mm. we had last season, and we haven't even started yet. 
and we've gone through all that horrible COVID that we yeah. try not to mention. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's gone way further already than I thought we'd get season. No, it's been great take-up. It's, it's fantastic. We're in, a, we're in a fantastic spot. Did you have any thoughts or not? We've had a, we've had a couple of chats with the committee about other events that we're going to put on this year. Um, we're going to do, because the quiz was so well received, we're going to do another quiz towards Christmas time. Yeah. And we're going to do some sort of bingo night around late October. So yeah. that, that's a couple of events that we're going to put on. But as for plans, we're rolling week by week and we seem to be coming up with all these ideas when we chat. But there'd be more ideas by the time this podcast goes out, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, no, exactly. I mean, it's an ongoing thing, and obviously, from the point of view of the podcast, like it, you know, it's going to be weekly. So, if anything does come up, you, you, you Hastings fans will hear it here first. If not, if you're on social media, I'm sure um, Adam will pump it out on the Hastings United Independent Supporters on Twitter or Facebook page. There is an independent supporters group on Facebook that is members only, and the point of that is to be the first to find out about things, not only supporters club related, but sometimes football club related. So it's, it's a little VIP area for all the Okay, and, and who's in charge of that? That's, uh, is that you? I oversee it, but all of the committee are admins on it. Yeah, so I know. anything that they post will go straight on it. And then there's the yeah, anyone can post anything on it, it just gets moderated by the admins first. It's, it's, it's a little, it, it's a place where all the, the members can go, all the fans can have a little chat and learn about the club, really. Yeah, I mean, that's important to mention, um, just to reiterate that, that, that there's any ideas any fans have got that are our members, that's their, and that's the forum to chop it up on. Every one of us are very approachable. No, no, no idea is a bad idea. In terms of the supporters club and its role, will they make any input in regard to the new stadium in terms of the acoustic or the naming of stands, etc.? Would we consider input? Yeah, no, I like that. That is, that is good. I mean, um... It's not something that we as a committee have spoken about or spoken to the football club about, but that's the whole idea of the Independent Supporters Club. Our members come into us with an idea, yeah. and then I'll go and have a chat with Billy and say, right, you know, we, we've got a few people asking what's going to mm. happen, can I have some input, like with a stand? And yeah, no, it's brilliant. That, that's the sort of thing that we... The sort of ideas that we welcome thought about yet? Yeah? No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I got um, a message uh, yesterday about that, and I just thought, actually, that's that's a bloody good idea. And particularly naming of a stand and things like that, you could get all the fans involved with that. You know, it's, it, particularly naming of the stand. Personally, I think it, that's a we should be all over really um, thinking about it. Yeah, definitely. You know, we've seen how well received the new Steve Smith stand was on Facebook when there mm. was the naming going around for that. Everyone was getting involved, everyone was throwing in their ideas. And if we can run something like that with the naming of new stands and, you know, there's, there's going to be lots of new things there, new bars, new gyms, new function areas. But there, there's going to be lots of things that need an identity. Helping the club with that and helping our members and fans to do that with the club it's brilliant because then everyone gets that little bit closer yeah. a little bit more tied in with the club yeah no absolutely I I can't speak highly enough about it yeah as as a football manager I mean I, I haven't interacted with a lot of football managers during my time only sort of non-league one for that but how he sees the game how he talks afterwards his planning I, I've been in the bar with him afterwards and he will remember everything from every second of the 90 minutes he's just watched. Wow. And it absolutely baffles me how clever he is with that. Mm. And he, he, he was writing in the, the players or WhatsApp group or whatever. Everything yeah. the players did good, everything the players did bad. And that type of planning is yeah. just coming across on the pitch, knowing. Oh, 100%. Yeah, don't get me wrong, in the, the three years or so I've watched them, I'm very fortunate that they're in a, a winning place at the moment. So, you know. But maybe that's the reason. But that's the reason. Well, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. The team, as it looks this year, pre-season friendly. It, it, it's been a bit up and down. We've had a couple of losses. The game against Folkestone, against higher level opposition, we should have won on chances. And that that's one of the ones. You either win the game or you learn. Just just watching the players play against a higher level opposition, the, we should have been in there at least. Yeah, arguably Folkestone could have got promoted as well. Yeah. But we, we should... We should be, if not too league tight, Steve. I, I know there's, there's a couple of people gone. It's 
massive, massive move for Jake Elliott. Yeah, yeah I was really surprised. I was surprised. I, I, I don't know if we managed that. Uh, he's a great player. That, that just goes back to Chris and the coaching staff. I mean, that, just to have a player like Jake come in and fill Jamie Fielding's boots from the season before, mm. when Jamie was outstanding and got off the league football, you never thought it would happen. But it, it, it's a testament to Jake that we didn't miss Jamie. And that, that's what I love. But the, the addition, I know Lloyd Dawes is injured at the moment, but he looks an absolute beast up front. Yeah. He will just go through people, look like he wants to have a shot from anywhere, which is good. <laughs> ben Pope, who won our supporters club player of the year last season, keeping players like that. And yeah. personally, my player of the season last season was Gary Elphin. And yeah. just how he leads the team, not just on the pitch, but off it as well. I'm fortunate enough to be down the bar sometimes when they're training and things like that. And he, he's a born leader, and to have that off the pitch and on the pitch we're lucky to keep hold of it is Gary he does come across as a class act and just just the camaraderie and the, the togetherness of the whole team mm. you know it's what we we in the bar say it, what Sam said come in the bar after the game see the people together it's, it's one big family yeah. and the good thing with them is anyone that's in the bar I'm joining in with them and they, they'll just they're like one of us back when, when they're off the football pitch and mm. that's how approachable everyone is around the no, you've, you've, you've smashed that really, Adam. You've, yeah, you're just absolutely spot on. Your relationship with Billy now, obviously, you being in charge, the big, the, the head cheese of the independent supporters club. Speak to Billy. You're sort of like direct to him. I mean, how, how have you found him since he's he's since he's took over? He he's been a breath of fresh air to the football club, and no disrespect to the, the previous people on the board that have now left, but he's really captured the energy of everyone, got everyone motivated. And as someone that you've got to deal with that's as positive as me and as positive as we all are, yeah. it makes life a lot easier. Mm. I mean, it does have its drawback with him that he's always got a lot on. So when you do pin him down, you need to get that five minutes <laughs> and get everything out of him. But any time, like with the office with a supporters club, it's just, yeah, go for it. Yeah, do it. We can do that. Yeah, anything for the fans. Let's yeah. make it work. If you need help with something, we're we'll doing. And as someone at the top of the football club, that is just saying yes to all we're we're asking. No, that's it. Well, and it's even if it's, it's even if it's not him, anyone else on the board, they're, they're just they're all as approachable, and they'll always be tapped. And I think they they're as infect, they've got Billy's infectious love for the club, and they're just spreading it out for everyone. Yeah, well, there's no, it's, no, it's great. I mean, we're just at this, well, you know, I mean, we're just at this, we're at a point where that, we, we, you know, it seems like, you know, the club's moving forward. We've got a forward-looking chairman, prospective new ground. The supporters club is looking up, even though despite COVID, you know, all that, you know, everyone being locked down, we've had a massive take up on it you know that that we, we we have no problems with you know like filling a filling a ground you know be it you know um for the for the women's game or for the men's game you know straight off you know it's it's you know everyone's everyone's up for it you know it's it's just a fantastic time to be a fan of Hastings United well start like you say start a women's team and then have 200 people there for their first friendship yeah and over 200 tickets sold for their FA Cup game tomorrow yeah, no, it's brilliant. It, it's amazing. You know, unfortunately, with all these stupid COVID rules and having 400 people in the ground that we're going to be limited to, it's, it's a real problem because we can sell couples out easily. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we, we, we do what we do. And yeah, we roll with it. It'll all be over soon. And we'll, yeah. We roll with it. You know, that's what I mean. I mean, I think we, we, you know, we're approaching it in a positive mindset that we've approached literally most things over the last year. There's, there's, there's a lot to be said for a positive mindset. Yeah. It, it's all you need at times, and it, it makes things happen. Thanks, thanks ever so much for your time, Adam. I know that obviously you're on the, on the way to Morton and Tiptree, but I mean, is there anything you want to mention before you go? No, I think that's it. I mean, other than to say to yourself for, for doing this, absolutely brilliant. You know, to, to have another way the fans can interact with clubs and fans can find out. It's just brilliant on yourself for coming up the idea. So well done for that. No, um, no, no. Thanks, mate. I mean, it's yeah. Again, it's it, it's all about getting more people involved. You know, once you've got that 
that bug. Any, anything where we can get more fans involved, more ideas out there, get more people in the ground. No, cheers, mate. And listen, no, enjoy the game today. No, it's going to be an interesting one. You know, something we played and last year in a friendly win and they had a fantastic season with a cup and everything. It's, it's a shame that they haven't retained the, the same squad as sort of we have and then it would be a real level to see where we're at year on to a year on. Yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's going to be good. You yeah. know, it's new ground, I've never been up in it. be interested to see what it's like. It's always nice to have a note, see what facilities and stuff that other grounds have got. Yeah. Not compare it to what yeah, no, no, it won't be as good as ours, let's be honest. The uh... <laughs> Renowned DJ, Pat McCrossan's Song Pick of the Week. It's good to be wise when you're young Cause you can only be young but for once actually had a bit of feedback from other fans actually wanting to ask you a few questions which um is, oh, is really? yeah yeah no it's already from it's people not, that have been coming to the games what one of the first questions i wanted to ask you rebecca you 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 you're, you're the the women's captain but they might not know about your career previously could you could give give us you know a few words about what 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 your career's been before coming over to hastings so i started football at the age of 8 um, and just played for local team because I'm from Worthing Way so I used to play for Worthing Miners for quite a lot of um, my childhood uh, and then I went to uni um, and had a bit of a break from football so I just focused on netball because I play a lot of team sports yeah. so I just went for netball during um, uni although I did dip into a bit I played for a local team called Maresfield for about half a season um, with my old PE teacher actually because um, she wanted um, us to play together and things yeah. like that, so that was really good, actually. Um, and then I met, actually, there, who, uh, Theo, who's the admin of Eastbourne Town currently. So I played for Eastbourne United for, I think, two 
one or two seasons would be one and then I moved over to Eastbourne Town where I spent the last two seasons with them so Theo runs sort of the admin side of that so I knew him previously and oh, okay. he sort of recruited me for Eastbourne Town so yeah I spent the last two seasons with them and then I was actually just going to stop football for at least a season um, and then Hastings came along and sort of took me by surprise really and Billy sort of sold it to me because I'm in the last year of my PhD so it's quite full on uh, if anyone knows about PhDs and things it's not yeah. not great um, anyway it's, um, it's, a, it's a lot and whilst I work part time as well at the university so I've got quite a lot going on yeah a lot of plates spinning life, so I was, yeah so I was going to take a step back from football really but then yeah I came to Hastings loved it and was fortunate enough to be nominated as a captain so yeah it was yeah it all sort of happened quite quickly really but um <laughs> Wouldn't change it, but yeah, no, that's sort of. I don't really have a. I don't have the career pathway of some of the players, definitely that play for, uh, for Hastings now, like Sophie Reed and Sophie Bridson. Like they've come from really high level clubs quite for quite a while. So I definitely don't have the sort of the impact behind my name really that some some of them in the team definitely do, which is obviously brilliant to play alongside them. But yeah, just sort of a local girl really. I've been in Eastbourne, living here for nine years now. So yeah, been sort of playing football locally for the last sort of three and then obviously gone to Hastings so what, what's it feel like being made the captain of Hastings uh, you know have you have you been captain before in your, your other sides I mean, I mean I've been told um, that you're a proper like natural leader on the pitch this is what I've been told by others I haven't I haven't caught the home games because um, I've unfortunately been working but I've been told that you're like a, a, a like a Roy Keane out there I don't oh, really <laughs> Which is like yeah, no. It was, I've, I've been a captain when I was ch- uh, like a child playing, but not for many, many years actually. But no, I think I probably am a bit of a natural leader, and I'm I'm quite a voice, and I always have sort of my opinion and things like that. Anyway, I'm one of those sort of outspoken ones of a group usually. Anyway, so I think I sort of naturally took on that role, but. Yeah, to be made captain in such a short amount of time was actually really quite a bit overwhelming, really. I was actually quite emotional when they told me because it's it's a big honour for me personally to be given that respect and appreciation from quite early on. I think it was only four weeks into our, our time together as a club. Um, yeah. I think we'd only had, yeah, maybe four training sessions together. So for them to see that quite early on is obviously fantastic. And yeah, a real honour, really. But... No, I love being captain. I love supporting the girls, especially some of the younger ones we've got. So we've got a few that are only just turned 16, so this is their first time playing women's football, let alone with the big old crowds that we've had at the pilot field for the last two weeks, which has been phenomenal. Yeah, of course it has, yeah. So I think it's, it's, a great, it's great to, well, as you said that people have said I lead on the pitch, that's great, but I hope to lead them off the pitch as well. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's been, yeah, it's been really great, really great um, couple of months, and it's crazy that it's only been a couple of months, really. Well, that, that's what I was going to touch so, on, Rebecca, yeah. you know, that it, it, it is incredible that, that how quickly everything's been put together and, and that, that there's a viable team out there, you know, I mean... You, yeah, I know, it's fantastic to be a part of because even the last sort of couple of games have obviously not been in our favour where we've lost 2-0 on both occasions, but if you think about last week, our, it was a pre-season against Herne Bay, who are a couple of leagues above us, and actually if you watch the footage back, because we're lucky enough to have um, our games filmed by Joe and his dad obviously takes the pictures as well. So yeah. the support around Hastings is just fantastic. It's nothing I've ever had in women's football ever. But because we're lucky enough to be able to then watch our own performances back, which I've actually never done before. I've never watched myself play football, which is an experience in itself, let's say. Um, but <laughs> if you watch the last game back in the second half, we were the better team by yeah. far. Dominated the play, and it was just unfortunate that we couldn't get a result a, a draw would have been fair in my eyes um, yeah. for that game I think yesterday it was a deserved win they were definitely a very well organised team and you could see that they were well established but that's what I keep saying to the girls though I'm like we are I think we're only nine weeks into actually being a team at, at all and it's our fifth game together so it's it's just phenomenal what we can achieve and I think that's why it's so disheartening if uh, the fans would have seen me potentially yesterday that I was a bit of a blubbering mess at the end of the game because I'm I'm one of those those losers that gets really passionate and yeah. sort of feels the vibe and I I just get really disappointed um, and frustrated though I'm an emotional emotional woman that's for sure but it was just frustrating that we just didn't perform how we I know we can perform because we do have the ingredients to be fantastic mm. and we just didn't turn up yesterday unfortunately but 
I said, then the girls like, you can't be the Tartans, really. We're so just game together. We're still, we've not had one game where we've had the same players in the same position. Do you know what I mean? We're still trying yeah. to figure out pairings and who can work with each other. We're still very early on, and it's just unfortunate yeah. that the FA Cup was so early on into before the season even started. Mm. So I think it would be a different ball game if it were yeah. four or five games down the line. I do think it would have been very different. I mean, so yeah, you can't. Actors, consider the football that we do play, you can't really complain, really. The amount of time we've been together, it's, it's quite great, really. Yeah, I was just saying that you know you can't. You, I mean, you, you can't be critical of of you've got two, three hundred people there already. So there's that positive vibe there. Yeah. You know that that the the, back, yeah, no, the background's exactly there, great. and it's th- these things take time. You, you, time, you know, it's you know, and it's better exactly. that there are, there's a local mix of people there with a bit of experience. You know, it's you know yeah. again, you know, I mean, it'd be mad to think that. It's gonna. You're gonna be sitting there spanking teams four 0 when you've, you've, you 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 girl, you girls don't even know each other yet, do you? Really? I mean, well, you're just exactly. forming those relationships. So um, exactly, and we've had we had quite a good pre-season run uh, in terms of one our first two, and then we drew one. So to even have results like that to begin with was great and a real confidence boost for a lot of the girls and things. But I just hope that having two losses in a row doesn't sort of deflate them and knock their confidence because I just have to keep reinforcing that we are we're a start-up team mm. and it's going to take some time for us to chair when these are teams that are higher leagues so you can't be yeah. too disheartened do you know what I mean no one would be shocked to hear that Hackney beat us yesterday because mm. they're a well-established team that have been for years and they're a higher yeah. league so on paper it's not it's not a shock really but it's just Frustrating for me as captain when I know I've given 100% and the girls have given 100% and then we don't get the result that I feel was maybe deserved or we have the capability of being better than we have done yet and we just basically said we're just trying to figure out who works well with who and it's just yeah, yeah. it's just going to take some time so the girls just got to stick with it really. Well, you're trying to you're also trying Rebecca yeah. you're also trying to set a standard, aren't you? You know, it's the, obviously yeah, exactly. There's a certain level that ne- that needs to be going on, and this is how it's going to. You know, that's the bar that's being set, and it's obviously you know trying to get to that level. You know, and that 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 may take a while, but at least you are trying to set that standard and not just accepting. Especially with the setup that we've been given, I think um, it's you can't take that for granted because actually, what Hastings provides us as women footballers is mm. phenomenal. Like that, I've never been to a club where I've not paid subs or I've not paid for my kit or mm. the fact that. Billy's organised us to have a mini bus for away games. I've never had that, the level of football that I've played. And considering Eastbourne Town plays at quite a high level, really, mm. we didn't have any of that. So for us to have all of this, like a great management, we've got stewards and groundsmen, do you know what I mean? It's literally yeah. it's insane if you think about it for the level of a startup team. But that's where Billy is the CEO. He wants to set the president of this is the women's football team. We're going to treat them the same as the men's, and then we're going to get the same outcome. Really, we're going to work our way up the leagues until we get to sort of the the higher leagues, and that's that's the vision and the pride and the passion that well, pride, passion, purpose at Hastings Way. That's mm. what we've been. It's been inbred in us since we've we started. That's what Billy wants the clubs to have and show. So it's great. Like that's one of the reasons that I signed for Hastings was that I was so enthused by it and so excited by the vision and what this can do for women's football and how mm. great it is that that's kind of why I was like well it'd be silly not to take up this opportunity honestly and I'll just have to make it work alongside my the rest of yeah, the all the other uh, plates are spinning <laughs> yeah exactly so I was just going to have to add an extra one I didn't realize that I would be captain I honestly must say that I, that was a role that I didn't hadn't come into my head but yeah. one that I wouldn't regret at all I think it's yeah, it's a fantastic honour to be part of this this first women's team to, to be captain is literally yeah it's great yeah it's yeah the facilities and the support that we have already considering the season hasn't even started is is amazing supporters that we've had it's been yeah it's been really great well that's the well my, my point to add to that really I think was that the, the amount of support that you've got already I mean I think it's, it's, I think because of the way that things have been set up where the club is taking this seriously. That this isn't a, a sort of pissant attempt at anything. That they're they're doing this properly and 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 treating yeah. you with respect. That that's why they're all turning up because they're, they're like you know this is going to be a proper outfit. We need to support it properly as well. Yeah, exactly. And their support on sort of social media and things like that is also great. Um, I always get some form of positive message from a couple of them every week. Really, it's really nice to have that as well. Um, hmm. So it is, it is like a, a big family, really. So they've gone from 
support in the men's the women's team's been made and now they're viewing us in the same light so it's, it's really yeah great, yeah, good, great good, good. to be around one of the questions i was asked was who were your footballing heroes my footballing i was actually actually for a footballer it shocks a lot of people to say that i actually don't watch much football well at all really i mm. watch like the world cup and things like that but as a child yeah. i think what got me into football was michael owen I must admit, because um, I think the first game I watched, I'm pretty sure he scored like a hat-trick or something. So I was very much surrounded by Michael and David Beckham and Dean mm. Gerrard and Frank Lampard. Like those, that sort of England squad yeah. was my, that was how I grew up with. Um, yeah. So they're definitely my footballing heroes. And then obviously you've got the women's side that are just, have taken storm now and they've been great. Like watching them in the World Cup and things like that was really great for me. It's like Lucy Bronze, she's definitely my my favourite female footballer. But yeah, mm. I definitely brought up Michael Owen was definitely my favourite. Does that mean you're a Liverpool fan then? Well, I, yeah, I, just, I was one of those kids that literally just followed wherever he went. I was such a <laughs> fan. So I'd go to Liverpool, I'd go to Real Madrid. Like yeah. I, just, I just followed him really, not yeah. the team. Um, and yeah. even now, I don't, I wouldn't say I supported anyone except England, honestly. Mm. My dad, because we're, we're from sort of Sussex where my dad's probably a more of a Brighton fan. But even he... I think probably that's why I like it because he doesn't really have like an outright team that he yeah supports. just okay um, so we just sort of yeah I don't I'm not not a massive football fan I actually get quite irritated watching some of the men's football because they just sort of roll around and yeah get yeah really um, no. <laughs> so I, yeah I get a bit more frustrated watching it so I, and I'm one of those people that I just if you can play it, then play it. Why are you going to watch it when you can go out and play it? I'm very much one of those people that I'd rather be outside doing the sport than inside watching it. Oh, okay. I do enjoy it sometimes, but I've been to a few sort of live games which were better for me. I think I would much prefer to watch a game outside at, at the stadium. Yeah, there's nothing Yeah, there's nothing at the same. Watch TV, yeah. I wouldn't watch that unless it was like the World Cup or something. Mm. But yeah, no, that, that was sort of my era was growing up with that squad. So they were definitely probably my footballing, footballing heroes at the time. Okay. Oh, thank you. I was going to just quickly go back to what's it like? I don't, I don't know. What's the kind of vibe within the squad in terms of playing in front of such numbers? At I Eastbourne, what were you getting? It, it definitely depends on who you're playing as well because for Eastbourne Town, we would probably have had maybe 20-ish, something okay. like that, like quite small numbers and it would be sort of family or partners um yeah yeah yeah, or maybe a bit more maybe 50 max really not any sort of high numbers our highest one i think because i was trying to think of have i actually before our first game last week i was like have i actually played against a crowd that big (laughs) and i actually we did last i think not last yeah last season we played i think it was dulwich hamlet oh okay in the fa cup actually i think it was 314 or something Mm was the crowd, so that was definitely the biggest that I'd ever played at. So I had played once before. So yeah, so I was trying to calm the nerves of most of the team that hadn't played against the crowd, and I was thinking, well, can I calm them? Have I done that before? But yeah, one time. But I know for obviously some of the players in the team, like both the Sophies and Beth Richardson, those sort of people that have played at higher level, yeah, they've had crowds like that before, so for them... But even they were nervous, like everyone's nervous, but it's just how you use those nerves, really. But for the little, for the little ones who um, have just sort of turned 16, it was, I think, quite overwhelming. But actually, I think the ground itself made that better because it is such a huge ground. 200 people didn't look like 200 yeah, people. Yeah. Because it wasn't obviously full because of the COVID restrictions. I think if it were maybe like 600, then maybe they'd have been like, oh, crikey, that's quite <laughs> a lot. But because everyone was quite interspersed, like around the pitch like there was people on all sides of it some sitting in the stands some behind the goal and stand so it was all it was quite spread so it didn't actually look as overwhelming as I thought it might have been when they did say how many were going to be turning up so I think that helps as well but for the girls I think it's just yeah fantastic to have that support and have the ability for their families to come and watch um we obviously clap the fans after the match because we want to thank them for taking the time and spending the money to come and support us. Yeah, it's a real real great experience. But yeah, for other teams that I've played for, we've not we've definitely not had support like that. And obviously Eastbourne Town's a, a lot higher league than what we are playing in. Yeah. So to have that initial support already, yeah, great. Can't can't knock it. Oh great. Well another thing I wanted to ask you, what do you think's gonna be a good season in your your eyes? Well obviously we're striving to win the league. Mm. Um I don't think if we were to say otherwise, it would. I don't think you should be part of a club if you're not aiming to win. Oh, of course, yeah. So that for us, I think if we were top three, it would be fantastic. But 
in my eyes, I'm here for us to win. So that would be a good league. I think anything less than that would not show our potential because we do have the ingredients of a, a fantastic squad. Uh, we've got quite a few niggles at the moment and injuries, which I think happens in pre-season, especially during obviously COVID where yeah. a lot of gyms and things have been shut. So a lot of people have gone from nothing for quite yeah. a few months to football. So we've got quite a few injuries, which hopefully they're not drastic. They're just sort of pulls and strains and things like that so hopefully once those are cleared up we do have yeah have the role to be able to make this a a cracking season it's just hopefully it depends how long they take to heal really because a few of our key players um are out at the moment so to go into the first game of the season with three maybe of the starting 11 out is not what we'd want but I'd much rather they rest for the beginning of the season to make sure that they can play the rest of it Um, of course they're not but yeah, I think definitely we've got you've got to go with the mindset that you're going to win, and I think that's only what really deserves with the setup that we've been set. Like we've got great management, great support, great the pilot field is fantastic field, it's absolutely humongous. So I think that will take time for us to get used to, let alone other opponents, because it's absolutely huge. I've never played on a pitch like it. It's deceivingly big as well. Because when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, maybe that's not the same sort of size as the saffron mm. where town plays. But, no, it's so huge. My gosh. Um, yeah, every time I finish a game, I'm just, uh, I feel like I'm going to pass out so much. <laughs> but it's definitely a monster. Yeah, for the season, I reckon if we're not in the top three, I would be disappointed. You'll be disappointed. Um, yeah, I think anyone would be, honestly. But we did, we chose the higher of the league to go into because I think as a start-up team you, we had a choice of going in right at the bottom or sort of one step above so we've taken sort of more of a challenge which is good because hopefully we can sort of show show what we've got really but yeah I reckon yeah anything lower than top three would not be would not be um, doing Hastings justice okay. or us as a team I don't think okay so. got just a couple couple more questions and then I'll let you go yeah just for, for people that don't know the squad yet pick out a couple of players in your mind that are going to be big standouts this season? Big standouts. So for me, we've got Sophie Reid, uh, who's an absolutely phenomenal player. She played at West Ham for 12 years and it's quite evident. Uh, she had her ACL done twice though, so in terms of fitness and getting that back, um, that's one thing she's working on now. Yeah. But technically, she's a standout in this squad. We started her with CDM and then we made a decision this week to drop her back into centre-back so that she can hopefully sort out our back line yeah. a bit. But yeah, she's she's his vice captain as well. She's a natural leader as well, on and off the pitch. A great support to the girls on and off the pitch. So I think she'll definitely be one to watch. And then you got Izzy. He's a fantastic footballer. Uh, I think she'll be scoring goals for fun this season. <laughs> she's one that's got one of the niggles of the injury, so she's done a hamstring. She played the first half yesterday, and she wasn't right. I could mm. tell she wasn't right. She couldn't sprint or anything. And then she came off at half time in real pain. So I'm hoping it's just a bit of a slight pull because that will be, yeah, a massive uh, detriment to the squad. Without Izzy, so we're definitely going to be missing her in the first game on Sunday without her. But she's, yeah, I think we play together brilliantly as well. So I'm normally sort of the number 10 position. And we just we just know where each other is and we she knows how, when to run onto my through balls. And we just it's just a perfect partnership in my eyes. And I've never really had a player where... You connect with them that well, where you know where they are and you know what they're going to what they're going to do. Like she will give through balls to me too, so that's yeah, really great for us as a team. I think both of our goalkeepers are fantastic, so to have two is um, is yeah nothing I've ever had in the squad either. So Sophie Brisson was our first keeper, and she uh, is a police officer and works shift work. So we knew from the get go that she wouldn't be able to commit fully to training and yeah. probably only make it all. 60-70% of the matches that she would do her best and then Shana came around probably a couple of weeks ago uh, who's also played for teams like Brighton and things like that so to have two keepers who are fantastic is great and hopefully we'll sort of lead the squad from the back and because they're both very vocal both great on one-to-ones they've made some fantastic saves already this season so I think for me, they're sort of the standouts. And then you, you, there are players, there's lots of players. I mean, that's just a, a couple I've mentioned there. Yeah. But most of our team, we're lucky that they're very talented with their feet. So for us, the main thing is just working out who can play with who and upping sort of fitness levels and things to get to, especially playing at the pilot field because it's so big, 
getting able to sort of play play on the flat tyres of pitch, but we're actually very lucky in that we've got at least 15 girls that are super talented on the ball, so it's just about increasing their confidence now of them knowing that they can take the ball and be calm with it and collected and just yeah just working together to find out who can work with who and what's the best sort of recipe for us but yeah there's a there's a lot of a lot of talent in this team which is fantastic to be around and yeah to, to be able to support these girls and hopefully do something great for the club and in this season is yeah a great opportunity I think for all of us but yeah they're just maybe Four of four of four of many, but yeah, we've got yeah, great bunch of girls. Okay, well, just finally, I'm going to ask you about you know what's it like working with Amy and like the management team and any thoughts on them and and how you're all progressing together. Yeah, I think um, obviously it's Amy's first gig as manager, and I think she's very lucky that she's got the support that she does in terms of our other coaches and then Billy. And everyone around sort of Hastings as well, all the like the groundsmen, things like that. I think they all give a lot of support to all of the sort of managing staff. Um, they're a great bunch of people. I've got some good ideas. I think for us, it's just working out, as I said, like what 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 formation we're going to do and who can play where and things like that. So it's all about communication, really. Which I think there's always going to be a bit of teasing problems in pre seasons. So hopefully, we're sort of sorting them out now. Yeah. It's a shame that we couldn't have started, well, well obviously the start-up team, we've started probably pre-season about right or a bit earlier than you would have anyway, but it would have been nice if we could have had just that tiny bit longer before the season so that we've sort of flattened these issues out yeah. before we start, but it will come in time, and definitely we've got a good coaching squad behind us, you've got Rick, who again can talk for England, and you can <laughs> hear him as well <laughs> from one end of the pitch to the other, and then you've got Andy, who's the opposite is very quiet but it definitely knows his stuff and has a lot of respect from the girls so it's, it's a good setup I think definitely a good setup and hopefully we just get yeah, have a bit few more training sessions because at the moment we've had a um, few problems with like facilities so we thought Hastings Academy would be open so that we could have some lighting so with like the weather changing at the moment we've had a few like training last week for example was only just over an hour because the light just went and there's nothing yeah. we could do about it so hopefully those sort of problems we can solve quite quickly but yeah no the training's good they've got some good ideas done some drills that I've never done before and things like that so it's nice they communicate freely with me and I think it's nice that they I think they respect what I say as well and sort of my opinions with things which I didn't expect to have that so yeah it's a really nice environment to be around honestly yeah they're a really good good bunch of people well well f- thanks very much Rebecca, for your time, I'd I'd love you to cut. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love you to maybe catch you a little bit later in the season, um, and we'll have yeah, this yeah. conversation again uh, when we're top of the league. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. And, yeah, and it's been a uh, and it's been a pleasure. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. Many thanks for all those that have listened. I really want your input, Hastings fans. Be it for ideas for new segments for the show, or people from around the club you would like to be interviewed, or just to give some feedback. That email is hufcpod at gmail or on Twitter. That's at HUFC Podcast. That's at HUFC Podcast. All that's left to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game.